Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is the post-4th of July <laughs> midweek special. Welcome. Hey, Caroline. Hey, everyone. You kind of look like Blueberry Girl from Willy Wonka. Oh my god! <laughs> I literally have permanent blue teeth and tongue from eating so many blueberries over the weekend. It, it matches your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's this so is bad. pretty funny. This is pretty funny. Well, I had an eventful weekend. Uh, technology burned me a little bit. On you know when you use technology around the house, it sometimes means that you can't go get a part right off the shelf on the 4th of July and fix it. Mm. And I ran into that over the weekend. So that was uh, my uh, awesome heat pump water heater had a rare failure and uh, lost the control panel on it. And uh, so I had to kind of MacGyver that got it figured out what's wrong. And the cool thing is, is first thing in the morning I got on the phone and within an hour they had that thing next day air so fresh parts are coming out under warranty so pretty good but uh it did leave for not being able to track down parts on a on a fourth of july saturday but why does it always happen like why does something always break on a major holiday or a birthday or christmas it's It's always the holidays right (laughs) thanksgiving it's just it's just what it is and being new you know it's a couple years old but it's just one of those freak things we're not even sure what happened they're like really those things never fail i'm like i know he Mine pulled did. out the old, you went old school. I did go old school. We'll talk <laughs> about that later once I get the points parts, because I don't want to talk about voiding any warranties and stuff here. So mm. <laughs> we'll keep that little story under wraps, if you know what I mean. Well, did you see last week? I know you and I talked about it a little bit. Forbes came out with an interesting article for my friend, uh, Jamie Gold, and she was talking about this new study that came out from Harvard talking about mm-hmm. the health hazards of gas cooking. Exactly. Saw it. And, you know, the first problem is, is that, you know, quite frankly, is either people not having the right ventilation or not using the right ventilation. Yes. Because I don't, I don't blame as much of the, to me, I don't blame the gas cooking as much as the cooking. You know, whether the you're cooking, cooking on an electric stovetop or you're cooking on a, on a on a on a gas one you're still putting all those pollutants in the air no matter which cooking style you're using those particulates and you know burnt stuff which can be carcinogens you know what i mean well and the thing is you don't want to think just because you're using electric over gas that somehow you're avoiding all the other harmful pollutants obviously when you cook on 
natural gas or a propane stove, you have to worry about carbon monoxide. You have to worry about formaldehyde. You have to worry about other harmful pollutants. So, but electricity has its own issues as well. And electric is, is, you know, just as bad, I think. Yeah. So here's, here's where I have a problem with the Harvard study that I want to call out. You know, studies are as good as the sample you take, right? I mean, that's kind of basic mm-hmm. science, yes. right? Yes. So the Harvard team went out and collected natural gas samples from 69 kitchen stoves and building pipelines across greater Boston. Okay. 69, that's not a lot. No. To do a whole study on the industry with. But public health studies traditionally are on very small samples, believe it or not. It's not like you think there'd be 10,000 in a group, but that's not always the case. Because yeah. yeah. So I look it's at that and go, budget. okay, so you, well, it's low budget, but at the same point, you look at that and go 69. I mean, we could probably pull our, our listening audience, audience and get a better sample study of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. So one of the things that they talked about though, out of that is that they were leaking. Some of these were leaking gas that they actually had gas leaks, which I guess the one thing I wanted to say that you want to make sure that every once in a while you get that thing tuned up, that gas cooking appliance tuned up. And many Mm. times you can call your gas company and they'll come out on a moment's notice and test that thing for a gas leak for you and not charge you. I will not work on a home of my clients before. If they have any symptoms that I think could be a gas leak, I always require that they have the gas company come out and check it. And you should do that every two years anyway. That's like my kind of go-to because you, if you move something, something gets bumped, you know, somebody hits something when they're servicing your HVAC, anything can happen. You can have a leak. That's simple. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Now there is a pretty decent California study that said that 39% of the people in California households reported never or rarely using the kitchen exhaust fans when cooking. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bigger problem out of the entire study is people not using those vent fans that vent to the exterior of the house. If you're using a circular fan where it's one of those recirculating ones, that's like having a recirculating toilet. It's about as effective. Yeah. And that's like a lot of condos, townhouses. I mean, even, I mean, even homes, but they have yeah. no vent. We talk yeah, about they that don't, all the time. That doesn't, yeah, we talk about it all the time. That does not mean code here in Oregon where I'm at, Washington. If you do a remodel, there is no way around that you have to put a vent in that ex- vents to the exterior when you do that remodel, when you're pulling permits and that's state code. So that's pretty interesting there. So the problem which with can gas cause problems and, in condos. The problem with gas and propane is if you don't ventilate it, you've got a lot of carcinogenic activity happening. So you've got about 21, I think they found in that study, if I remember off the top of my head, mm-hmm. um, different pollutants that were linked to cancer. So, and that is with these petroleum products, you know, whether you store your car in the garage, unless you store your power equipment, all of that is a potential for these to raise your risk of having carcinogens. So that's something to keep in mind. It's not just stoves. It's other items that you store in the home as well. Yeah, good point. Like you nailed me on early on last year, you nailed me on a bunch of stuff like brake clean and all these things I had in my garage, which ends up getting inside your house. You know, I just thought about something when you're talking about that study, if they took air samples and I, and I don't know how they collected them, but you could easily collect an air sample close to a, a stove, but pick up all the extraneous stuff that people are storing in the house. So 
You could have high methane. You could have high toluene. You could have all of these high levels, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's just coming from the stove. It could be in the air from numerous sources. And being that they don't discuss that, it lends me yeah. to believe that they probably were just taking a reader, a reading right next to the stove and assuming that right. came from the stove. And it exactly. could have been coming from a fireplace or could have been coming from the garage or anything else. Uh-huh. 100%. Interesting. See? Come on, Harvard. Get your act together, guys. We're going to call but you. But they are, Chen. Chen the, the public health um, studies they do out of there are pretty good. I mean, they're like the top. When I was studying public yeah. health, that's, you know, they're the guys we look at. I just, when they get into home improvement stuff like that, it's like, you guys should do a better job, I think. I'm going to call them out on it. There's oh. better ways to do that. They should have been looking at a little bit more than just a handful of ranges. In yeah, one city. no. Anyway, that's my take on that one. There's my rant for the day. It's all fun. Oh, yeah. So how was your fourth? I <laughs> uh, heard you were trying to, like, Instead of sword swallowing, you were uh, trying to firework swallow. Uh, no, not intentionally. But no, it was the best 4th of July I think we've had in a long time. The weather was pristine. I think it was the nicest weather we had on the East Coast. I mean, just blaring sun and beautiful weather. But yeah, I, I accidentally ate some embers off of the uh, fireworks, which was not. How did you do that? How do you, how, do you, how, do you, how do you eat embers? I don't know, but I don't recommend it unless you want serious pain because it was not Pleasant. Eric's lucky he has a, a co-host this morning because somehow. <laughs> that is not good, Caroline. Stay far away. When these things blow off, you just, you think you're further enough away and you're not. And then no one believed me that I swallowed it. And then when I looked at my phone video, you could see them hitting the phone. And I'm like, see, told you. That's not good. It's like That's swallowing glass or something. Ouch. Yeah, fire. That's not good. Stay away from the fireworks. I think I'm done with them for a while. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to call you on that one because you know what that means? That's just like people that drank too much tequila the night before. I'm never <laughs> going to drink tequila again. <laughs> and I'm guess what? I'm never going to eat fireworks again. <laughs> never going to eat again. <laughs> Next 4th of July, tune back in and we can hear Caroline going, oh, we had the best time blowing stuff up. We'll have to replay this back. <laughs> Oh. oh, well, man, I can't believe it's July already. We got so many things going on this month. We got some great guests coming up. We've got some great shows coming up. So uh, we've got some good stuff coming your way, guys. We are not tapping the brakes this summer at all. No best of shows. We are just going to lock them in and load them up. And we've got a lot of great information coming ahead. And if you have a topic you want us to talk about, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah, we got an email over the weekend on that. That was kind of cool. So we've got uh, more people requesting, which I love. I like those. Uh, I like those emails coming in. So feel free mm. to do that. You can just message us over at uh, aroundthehouseonline.com if you got something there. And then, of course, if you're listening to us here on the podcast, make sure that you've subscribed to that podcast. By the way, because we want to make sure that um, you're getting every episode. You know what I did? We we never talk about gardening, but when you go to a garden center, a lot of the time they mm -hmm. have the leftover plants and things that, you know, it gets to that season and people aren't really planting anymore, which here is kind of the end of the season. But yeah. I went and picked up all of these, you know, kind of leftover plants and you can sort of get a discount on that stuff. And I, nice. and I went and did all the uh, planters 
because I just felt like, you know, I'm going to try to save salvage some of these because they kind of leave them in the garden centers and they sort of don't attend to them towards the end of the season anymore. Yeah, they so, stop watering them. They just kind of start yeah. giving up on them. So I got crates or cases of of all kinds of different flowers and I went and planted a whole bunch of stuff. So it's kind of a nice thing to do. Save yourself some money. Foster some plants. Like fostering animals, right? <laughs> and I'm bringing them back to life now. See? Nice. Nice. I like it. I like Lots it. Lots of That's cool. sales out there. We picked up, we picked up two couches. Two oh, couches yeah. This weekend. Got some nice couches coming. There you go. There you go. I bet you, I bet you when you're out couch shopping, I bet you're really checking out what's built into that couch, aren't you? I am. And you know what I found out? That the fabric has latex backing. So you have to be very cautious yeah. about the fabric that you actually pick. Because who wants to lay on latex? I mean, I don't. I didn't know that. Well, then you got to think of what the, what's inside, the different foams that are inside, how those are going to off-gas, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Formaldehydes, that kind of stuff. Well, the flame retardants, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they've reduced a lot of that stuff now. But yeah, it's interesting. I, and, you know, I'm very particular about the wood. Like, I actually want real wood framing or real plywood. I don't want a lot of this, yeah. you know. Well, but you got to be careful with the plywood. You need to find out where that plywood came from because there can be formaldehyde-filled plywood coming out of uh, Southeast Asia. There you go. My couch is made in the U.S. I don't know if that helps me, but it is. All right. There you See? go. There you go. Lots of great tool sales this week as well. And those are just kind of wrapping up usually at the home centers here in the last couple of days. So you want to make sure and get on that. And then I can't wait. We have, uh, what is that? Amazon deal day or whatever that is coming up here soon too. You know, the Amazon day. No. Kind of like oh, Amazon's yeah, Black yeah. Friday. Yeah. I like that. That's coming up. So that's going to be cool. And, uh, man, we're going to, we've got a lot of good stuff. I was just talking with our old host, of around the house that was my old co-host handyman bob he wants to come awesome. in and talk about asbestos yes. which i love and he's an asbestos expert so oh my god we're gonna, we're gonna get him on again so be prepared <laughs> for that one him and i were chatting this morning so he calls it the Fun. miracle mineral because that's how <laughs> they used to market it back in the 50s and 60s Ew. <laughs> oh, no! there we go <laughs> There we go. I like it. I like it. So anyway, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up and uh, we'll be talking gardening too, I think in the coming weeks. So stay tuned yeah. for all of that. Big time. I want to learn how on. to make my garden last longer into, into the fall because there's got to be tricks to doing that. And that's what I'm focused on with our gardening guest. I want to know, like, can you, can you keep it going and have crops coming? And I know ob obviously it's what you plant, but how do you do it? Yeah. And have good stuff going into the fall. See, for us here, our water is so expensive. It's hard to do a big garden and make it cost effective. Mm. So if I have a garden, if I do a, you know, like a garden of your size, oh. that would add probably a hundred dollars a month onto my water bill, watering that every day or two. Dang. So, so doing that over four that months, need no uh, water, but you get a lot of water right? out there. Maybe you don't need to water that much. <laughs> no, but here's the problem. And this is what the problem is, is because we don't get rain from, you know, mid June till September. It's rare. True. So literally mm. to keep our rose bushes and everything alive, we literally oh, have to water it. those every other day in the summertime. 
hmm, to keep those things going. And I realized last year when I was doing some work around them, I thought I was watering them long enough. I wasn't even close. I should have been hitting them twice as hard as I did last year. So this year we're really trying to get a little deeper on the watering. I was only watering that the soil would only let it go down an inch or two before it would run off and do other stuff. And so I was underwatering my roses, which is why they didn't do like they were supposed to last year. So they need a lot of water and you need those. It's always good to dig down and see. They, well, they need those hoses. You need those hoses that sort of have, you know, the permeations in them so they can, can spread it out and they can water just for long periods and you have to leave it on for hours and just let it saturate the ground slowly. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to do that. I can't just put a sprinkler on them because it just runs right off. And you know what I do? I end up like watering them in the middle of the sun and then they just fry up because all it does is like attract the sun to it. And then you got to water at night and, you know, off hours. Yeah, we've been, well, and then sometimes you don't want to water at night because you can get mildew and stuff on them. So you're almost wanting to do it in the morning (laughs) in some spaces. Yeah, early morning. Yeah. 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 Like 4 a.m. There's a lot of cool things with that. (laughs) Oh, oh, I'm already out doing stuff at 4 a.m. I don't need one more thing to do at 4 a.m. So at least you're not eating fireworks. That, uh, yeah, good point. Good point. Fireworks and blueberries. You got it down this weekend. <laughs> My mouth is electric. <laughs> Literally. Oh, so we uh we did one little little project. We installed huh? a TV out in the outside uh, barbecue bar. Oh, you did. That's yeah, awesome. so we got that out there. So in, in full disclosure, did we do any of the safety things of buying the exterior TV or one of the cabinets? Nope. It's fully no. undercover. It's a 10-year-old LG That's good. 39-inch television that when it fails, because it will, it will, it will not like the dust and stuff that's out there. You know, and uh, we'll cover it up on the rainy times and that kind of stuff. It's fully undercover, so it's well under a, a cover out there. So, but it's it's something that it has no value to it, really. You know, That's good. and it's going to go to the recycle when it's done, and yeah, we're, it's in a place where it's never going to be a fire hazard. But uh, yeah, it, it's great to have it out there. Got a little Roku, so we can stream everything nice. we want to see or or watch our uh, Xfinity cable on it because they have an app on that and. Got that mattered up, which changed the entire outside area just by putting that out there. It is. It makes it just so comfortable. And now you can watch whatever you want. That's excellent. Good choice. Oh, so on Sunday, it was like I was watching that, you know, that Axis TV or whatever that has all the concerts on it on cable. So I had like Pearl Jam concert going. I had Stone Temple Pilots going out there while I was doing some yard work on the TV. I was like, man, I could double get stuff done outside. While I'm rocking out outside at the bar out there. So it was perfect. It was perfect. It worked out. Nice. Excellent. So that was good. Well, we got a fun show coming up this weekend, Caroline, before we go, let's tease ahead for that. So we're going to be talking hour number one. We're going to be talking about my top secrets, my top five Mm, for modeling that kitchen. Guys, this is so good. Like if you want to know before you get involved with your kitchen, how to just prevent disaster, this is going to help you tremendously. And there's so many secrets that Eric, that I learned to help me get it done without a problem. You've got to tune into if you're going to do redo a kitchen or even thinking about it, you need to get your education here. And then we're going to talk air quality testing in the next hour. That's going to be fun as well. So there's some good stuff on that one there as well. Talking about, uh, 
mold and everything else. That's a kind of a different look that we're doing this time. Yeah. How to monitor your home, like what you can actually do. You can monitor for COVID. You can monitor for mold, allergens, all with a device that looks like an Alexa and just put it in the space and you're going to be good to go. So you've got to see if you're concerned about indoor air quality or you have anybody in the home that has health issues. This is the show for you to learn how to do it yourself. DIY. So we got Michael and Rachel coming on. This is going to be a lot of fun this weekend. You don't want to miss that one. And uh, you can see where you're at on the on the uh, interior health of your home real time. So that's pretty cool. Very cool. I All like right. It. Well, I hear that music, Caroline. It's time to roll. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. house. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.